But, you know, like, he's really excited about life. And because he's on the inside of us, we're excited about life. He actually helps us get pumped about life. Amen? Hallelujah. Oh, come on. He's really... <laughs> he wants to help us get excited about the kingdom of God. Amen? Oh, hallelujah. He wants to help us get excited about giving, bless the Lord, about worshipping Him, about speaking His Word, about life. He wants you excited about going to work. Amen. Glory to God. Amen? Hallelujah. He wants you excited about lying down. He wants you excited about rising up. He's full of confident expectations that good things are going to happen in your life, minute by minute, because you are yoked together with Him. And His yoke is easy and His burden is light. Glory to God. He wants you excited about living the abundant life that Jesus came to give you. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. That's Jesus. It's Jesus. You know, like, I, 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 I believe he wants you so excited about his word, you can't sit down while you're listening to it. You just can't sit down. You've got to stand up. You've got to praise his name. You hear one verse, you hear one word from the Spirit of God, and you've got to shout. Hallelujah. Amen. That his word puts a song in your heart. Amen. That it changes your countenance. Holy Spirit within, when we begin to work with Him, we begin to lean into Him. He will change your countenance. Yes. Amen. You can sit down. But you know, it's a bit like, I don't know about on you, on your wedding day, the cameras were out and you never stopped smiling all day. Yeah? And your jaw started to get... Because you were smiling for so long. Amen. He wants to change. I, this isn't my message, but it's his. He wants to change your countenance. He wants to change the countenance of the church. I said he wants to change the countenance of the church. I don't know about you, have you ever been walking down the shop or walking down the road and you walk past people and you smile and you just get this blank? Yeah? Well, I believe God's saying, I'm over the blank, church. I'm over the blank. I'm over the blank. I'm smiling at you. Will you smile back? He wants to change the countenance of the church. Amen. I got the joy. Someone say, I got the joy. I got the joy. I got the fruit of the Spirit. I got the joy of the Lord in me. And it shows. It, 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 it's revealed on my countenance. Hey. That's a really good start right there. No more blank faces. He's smiling down on you. He's smiling on the inside of you. The Father's on the throne of glory. The Jesus is at, Jesus is at his right hand. And the Holy Ghost is on the inside of you. Everyone's smiling all around. He wants to put the smile on the face of this nation. That nations will come to the brightness of our rising. You know, people like to hang around people who have a smile. Amen. 
That's actually a really good word to start. That we started 25 odd years ago. And this is not our first revival meeting on Wednesday. Amen. It's not. Hallelujah. It's one of many. It's one of, one of many. One of many. It's where we live. Hallelujah. God wants to open and lead us in. Holy Spirit wants to lead us in where we are called to live. Not to visit, but to live. Amen. I want to read from John 16. If you've got your Bibles, someone, has anyone got a paper Bible? <laughs> oh, awesome. There's about six. <laughs> Let's open our paper Bibles and our digital, whatever you call them, Bibles at John 16. Let's get into this this morning. Is anyone ready to get into it? I've got a small bit of time left, and, but that's okay because God has done so much. And if one word lands on your heart, if one word marks your heart today, if one word is etched on your heart today, amen, that's enough to change, to shift, amen, to bring you into a greater glory, a greater manifestation in your life of the truth. Just one word, that'll do it. Hallelujah. John 16, I'm reading from verse 1. Jesus is about to be crucified and then be risen from the dead. Amen. In verse 1, Jesus is speaking. He says, these things I have spoken to you, that you should, be should not be made to stumble. You know, oh, you can rest on that. Look, like we could sit on that. Every word that he speaks is to stop you from stumbling. What a good word. Underline it, underline it, underline it, underline it. Underline it. Amen. These things I have spoken to you that you should not be made to stumble. There's some influences that want to make us stumble. Amen. Some of that stuff that we abandoned this morning was placed in our life that we would stumble. Yeah. But he says, these things I have spoken to you that you should not be made to stumble. They will put you out of the synagogues. They will put you out of the synagogues. Good news. He's got some good news happening here. Yes, the time is coming. I'm being sarcastic there. The time is coming that whoever kills you will think that he offers God service. So it doesn't start off real good. And these things they will do to you because they have not known the Father nor me. You know, it's a good thing to remember that. When opposition comes against us, when persecution comes for the sake of righteousness, it's good to remember that it comes because those who bring it have not known the Father and they have not known Jesus. Sort of helps you walk in love. You know, it, it helps you walk in love when you know they do not know. Amen? Jesus said, forgive them. As they crucified him because they don't know what they're doing. And it's really awesome when we get into that place. We say, you know what? That comes against me. People do not know what they're doing because they don't know you, Father. But do you know what? My response to persecution could help them actually know you, Father. My response out of the love of God and not my reaction might bring the evidence of your love for them through me. Glory to God. Wow, so much. So much. 
verse 4, but these things I have told you, that when, they, when the time comes, you may remember that I told you of them. And these things I did not say to you at the beginning because I was with you. You don't have to know it while I'm with you. You don't have to be concerned about it while I'm with you. In verse 5 he says, But now I go away to him who sent me. And none of you asks me, where are you going? But because I have said these things to you, sorrow has filled your heart. You know, they've walked with him. They've eaten with him. They've been with him when they fed, when he fed the 5,000 with so little. When he performed miracles, they were with him. They were with him when he changed people's lives. They were with him when he revealed the heart of the Father to the multitudes and revealed him in a deeper way to them as they gathered around him. He revealed more and more and more. So sorrow has filled your heart, he says. Verse 7, nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it is to your advantage. Can someone say advantage? Advantage. Oh, hallelujah. That I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. And when he has come, he will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Of sin because they do not believe in me. Of righteousness because I go to my Father and see you will see me no more. Of judgment because the ruler of this world is judged. I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. Do you know that he has so much to say to us? He has so much. Someone says, I have trouble. He has so much to say. And I believe that Holy Spirit will show us today, even in a greater way, how we can lean into him and hear what he has to say. Amen? He wants us to hear what he has. He's speaking. Verse 13. How, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. Now, you know, you've probably heard me say it a million times, but I'll say it again because it's really good. It's so good. He will guide you and lead you into an experience of the truth. Amen? The truth will set your soul free and the experience of it will set you completely free. Spirit, soul and body. Your spirit's free. Your body and your soul free. However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth and he will not speak of his own authority. But whatever he hears, he will speak and he will tell you things to come. He is the greatest prophet of your life. He is the prophet of your life. Amen. You have a prophet residing on the inside of you. Day in, day out, the prophet lives on the inside of you. Just going to go back here. We'll go back in a minute. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. In John 16, verse 13, the Passion Translation, it says, When he, the truth-giving spirit, comes, he will unveil the reality of every truth within you. He's the helper. We're talking about the helper today. Well, we read that again because it was so amazing. When, but when, when the spirit, when the truth-giving spirit comes, he will unveil the reality of every truth within you. The truth is in you. Because he is in you and he is the spirit of truth. 
the spirit of truth lives on the inside of you to unveil the reality of the truth that lives on the inside of you. He's there so that you will know the truth. He was there, he's there to unveil it so that you will know it and that you will live in the reality of what already is. Not what you're trying to get, but the reality of what already exists on the inside of you. He wants to make you known to you what is yours. Who you are. He wants to reveal your identity as a free woman and a free man. Hey, awesome. Glory to God. Glory to God. But let's go on. He won't speak on his own, but only what he hears from the Father. And he will reveal prophetically to you what is to come. Here's a prophet, there's a prophet. He will reveal the prophet in you will reveal prophetically to you what is to come. He wants you to learn that he is the helper. He is there to help you and you can trust him. You can trust his voice on the inside of you. I love prophecy. I love community. We need to encourage one another continually. Don't get me wrong. That's in another message. But he wants you to learn to have confidence to that prophetic utterance that's on the inside of you, that's been placed on the inside of you to help you do life, to help you know what to say, to help you know how to help, to help you know how to live. Oh, glory to God. To help you know how to prosper. He wants us to know him. To the degree that we become totally dependent on Him. He wants us to be totally dependent on Him. And that can be hard in, a, in, a, in, a, in a, uh, uh, the culture that we live in. It's like, well, you know, to be dependent on someone else is a sign of weakness. But, you know, in your weakness, His strength is made perfect. When you actually acknowledge it, you cannot live on a level that the world is unfamiliar with and your life give glory to God without the help of the Holy Spirit. So whatever you're doing that is good, you can do it gooder, that's my word, better, hallelujah, with the help of the Holy Spirit. He wants us self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency, not in our own. Hey, this is good news. Turn to someone and say, this is really good news. Come on. This is really, really good news. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. I'm talking about the helper today. You know, I've been calling personally on the helper like never before. Glory to God. I've been, I've been calling on him like never before. I probably repeat myself today, but that doesn't matter because faith comes by hearing. And there's some truths in, 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 in what happens when you actually walk out what the word says to you. When you walk out his instructions, actually, when it becomes your life, you actually have something to impart into the life of another. You see, when it becomes your reality, it can become somebody else's reality. Amen? So I've been calling a lot on the helper. And I actually landed on that scripture of Mark 9, um, 23 that, oh, that Kate mentioned earlier. I was trying to work out who spoke it because there's a lot going on. But I found myself in, in 
and just in this area that I'm praying for some big things, you know. I think I said a few weeks ago that if, if your dream or your vision isn't bigger than what you can do in a lifetime, it's not big enough. It needs to be handed on to other generations, you know. So I'm praying and I'm thinking, okay, so this is big, you know, but I landed the Holy Spirit brought that scripture up in Mark 9:23. All things are possible to him who believes. All things are possible to him who believes. Someone say that again. All things are possible to him who believes. Amen. And so what was happening was, and I'm just going to, because of the sake of time, I'll just go with this. But what was happening was I'm, I'm praying in, my, in the Spirit. You see, the help of the Holy Spirit, he helps you pray. He'll actually, he, he comes to help you when you don't know how to pray. How can I pray this in? This is massive. How can I pray this? How can this happen? I mean, stuff's happening all around me. My kids aren't behaving like I want them to, you know, like it looks like they're going, whatever, right? What can I do? Well, the Holy Spirit comes to our aid because he is the helper, Romans 8, 29. Through there, you'll see that. You can go to that later. But, but he comes and he was helping me and I'm praying in the Spirit. He's helping me. I'm thinking, okay, so you're helping me. What was he? He was helping me believe that all things were possible. This is awesome. You're helping me. What's happening here? And, and then I found, that I found myself saying, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. And I'm digging in. The intercessor, the prayer warrior in me, the Holy Ghost is praying with me. Amen? And, and he, what, what, what he's doing is he's helping me believe that all things are possible to him who believes. Because I'm crying out, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. Help my unbelief. <sighs> Help my unbelief. So what does he do? He starts praying through me. In Jude 20, we know, Beloved, build yourself up in your most holy faith. Rise like an edifice, higher and higher, praying in the Holy Spirit. What's happening? I'm built, that faith in me is being built up and I'm rising. I'm beginning to see things from a different perspective. I begin to come into that place. God's bigger than that. God's bigger than that. Someone say it. God's bigger than that. Come on. We all have things we want shifted out of the way. I want you to know this morning that God's bigger than that. But he wants us to co-labor with the Holy Spirit. Because he wants to take you to a place of total trust and reliance that he is. That he is that. He is I am. He is that. That's what I am. What do you want healing this morning? He's saying to you, I am that. That's what I am. If you need provision, he's saying, I am that. That's what I am. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, come on. Uh, one day you're going to look more excited than I am. Bless the Lord. Amen. This is the Holy Spirit who is within us and he stands at the ready. He's like he's at the starting block. He, one, one of the descriptions of his character is he's our standby. And he is standing by at the starting block waiting for you to say, help. And he's into action. But it's a help here. It's a help here. Help, help. You know, I, I keep on hearing lately, very testimonial. But we can do that, Kim. We can do that. We can do that. We can do that. Ooh. <laughs> we can do that. We can do that. Oh, hallelujah. 
we can do that. Glory to God. We can do that. Oh, glory. Oh, glory. Thank you, Father. Did I read right through to 15 then? Go to 14. He will glorify me for he will take of what is mine and declare it to you. All things that the Father has are mine. Therefore I said that he will take of mine and declare it to you. Thank you, Father. The helper, the Holy Spirit, he will take what is his and declare it to us. He doesn't declare anything to us if we can't have it. He says, I've got it all and I'm declaring it to you so that you can, by faith, take a hold of that. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. He's calling us into a place of the awareness of the helper like never before. You know, many can feel abandoned. Ever felt abandoned? We can feel abandoned. I remember myself as a child, I, I, I felt like I very alone. Now, there were people in my life, family in my life, but I remember right into my adulthood feeling alone. Sea of people. How many of you know you can, this, you can be surrounded by a sea of people but feel so alone in this life? Jesus dealt with that sense of solitude. Yeah? Because if we truly know who he is, we will never feel alone together. What, again, why? Because we can do that. Let's do that. That sense of, of, of the partnership of the Holy Spirit within us. Doing life with us. Amen? Other, you know, we can carry that sense of abandonment or, or, or loneliness um, right through our Christian life. But God wants us to learn the, and practice the presence of the Holy Spirit in our lives. You know? He, he wants us to understand that He is truly with us by experience. As a matter of fact, He don't want you to go anywhere without Him. Now, you don't go anywhere without him, but by choice, you cannot recognize that he's with you. Even in Acts, you can go to Acts um, 1, if you like, uh, verse 4, I'll just read it out. He said what he was actually saying is don't go anywhere until you receive the power of the promise. Don't leave without the fullness of the helper. Don't leave without the promise, the blessing of the Spirit. What is the blessing of the Spirit? The empower to prosper. The blessing is the empower to prosper. Hallelujah. Don't go anywhere without the empowerment to prosper in whatever you're doing. And don't go anywhere without the awareness that the empowerment to prosper, the Holy Spirit who is a person, not a cloud, a person, the person of the Holy Spirit is with you, empowering you to prosper at whatever you set your hand to. 
And someone says, well, God blesses whatever I said. No, and the leading of the Holy Spirit, what you set your hand to will be blessed. Hey. And someone says, well, I've made a lot of mistakes. Well, you know what? Enter into the season that was offered you when I prophesied over you in this house, over this family, that you are entering into a season of God's redemptive grace and an accelerated pace. And that was spoken to be spoken, to be spoken, to be spoken until you decide that you're going to enter into His redemptive grace and stop mourning about the past. Woo! Until you make it your own. Until you take that word. And you make, oh, she says it all the time. She said, well, I'm going to keep on saying it until I see some more evidence that someone's taken a hold of it. I'm seeing some evidence of it, but I want more. Is that okay? Because that's a massive word. Break it down a little bit. It means that every mistake you've ever made, hey, you receive the results as if you did it right the first time round. Once you make a shift. Once you make a shift. Because he doesn't want you to keep on doing the wrong, you know, doing it the wrong way and, and expect a different result. Amen. Someone say, I'm learning something. You best take on a spirit of meekness. You know why? Because you know all that you know, but you need to know more. Any one of us here only have one part of the picture. Ministries are diverse and we all don't have it all. That's why you need to be a part of a body. Because you need the apostolic graces flowing so that you see through the fivefold grace everything that's going on. Not through your own lens at home with you and your Bible. You'll never get full revelation that way. Sorry, you won't. Hey! That's another subject. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You see, he's even helping us understand. Someone says, oh, this is too hard to understand. I don't understand this. Well, ask the Holy Spirit to help you. Ask him to help you understand. Because somewhere along the line, we've got to move from the milk. That he has to, somewhere along the line, he has to start to be able to speak to us, not as unto carnal, but as unto spiritual. So ask him to help you understand as unto spiritual. That's why he's there, he's spirit. He'll help you spiritually discern what you cannot discern in the natural. He's the helper. Hallelujah. And if you invite him, he will... Cause you to understand things that could take you forever. Maybe you'll never learn them until you go to be with Jesus finally, you know. Oh, hallelujah. He's with you now, but yeah. You got it? Good. Thank you. Bless the Lord. But you can know it now if you let him help you. You can know it now. Bless the Lord. You see, the Holy Spirit is God himself. You know, in Acts, we see where the, the disciples went up and they said, the apostles went up and said, have you received the gift of God? Have you received the gift of God, the Holy Spirit, since you believed? The Holy Spirit is the gift from God. Amen. He's a gift from God. He's not something that you work for. It's not something that you earn. 
Because you can never reach your full potential without Him. Someone says, I received the Holy Spirit. Yes, but are you living with an awareness of His presence leading and guiding you? Yeah? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Joel 2.28 says, I will pour out of my spirit on all flesh. You see what happens? I'm going to read this out to you. The Father points us to the Spirit. That's the Father pointing us to the Spirit. He said, I will pour out of my Spirit onto all flesh, the person of the Holy Spirit. The Father points to Jesus when he said, this is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. Jesus points to the Father. He says, when you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Amen. The Holy Spirit points us back to Jesus and to the Father. So that all the Godhead, we, we, so, so the Godhead all points to one another, to each other, so that we can have a relationship with the Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So our lives, we can live our lives to the full because we haven't, we're not missing Father, we're not missing Jesus, and we're not missing the Holy Spirit. We are complete in Him. The fullness of the Godhead bodily lives on the inside of us by the Spirit of Jesus. And they're all in agreement. Hallelujah. And I'll tell you something. If you can get a word and just agree with God and that word where you and him agreeing is enough, that's why he says to me, Kim, we can do this. Kim, we can do this. We actually do not and we don't have to have flesh and blood agree with us. Bless the Lord. I can just agree with God because he's agreeing with me. And our yes and amen is enough so we can do this. You see, in Chronicles, we see that God is watching over all. He's watching over just to find someone that he can show himself strong on behalf of. Can I find someone that will say yes to this? He makes it possible to love where you can't love on your own. Amen? All things are possible to him who believes. I'm just going to skip past some of this. I'm going to have to skip past lots of this. The Holy Spirit is our helper. Turn to someone and say, the Holy Spirit is our helper. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. When you're confused, he becomes your counsellor and your teacher. He helps you. When you're confused, he becomes your counsellor and your teacher. Holy Spirit, what are you saying? What are you saying? What do you think? What are your thoughts? He says, listen, don't reason with yourself. He says, come, let us reason together. Isaiah 1, I think it's verse 8. Come and let us reason together. Don't reason with your own thoughts because your own thoughts and you will just dig a deeper hole. Reason with God. You know what you think. You need a higher way of thinking. He says, my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. I'm going to see some, I'm going to, I'm going to, man, I'll cause you to see from a totally different perspective. I'll help you think right. I'll help you think right. I'll help you think the way I think. Bless the Lord. You know, you need to know what God thinks about you. You know, when the enemy's lying to you all the time about yourself not being enough, not being able to do it, not good enough, not this enough, not that enough. You know, you are perfectly and wonderfully, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. You are a marvellous work. That's what God says about you. And he wants you to get your, his thoughts about you and your partner and those around you. He'll help you think right. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. When you're confused, he'll be your counselor, he'll be your teacher. When you're faced with opposition, he will help you overcome. The Holy Spirit is your helper. When you need healing, he will heal you. When you need deliverance, he will deliver you. When you need help in your relationships one with another, he will help you. Bring a word in season that will encourage and uplift. And as you become the carrier of the message, when your life becomes all about those that are in front of you and no longer about you, no longer about your calling and how good you look and whether you fulfill it or just get on with serving people, loving people, and you'll end up right smack in the will of God for your life. Because I tell you what, he won't glorify you. He will glorify himself. And as you focus on him, Holy Spirit, show me Jesus. Reveal to me Jesus. Amen? In revealing to you Jesus, he will reveal you. Lord, you are my soul satisfaction. You are my soul satisfaction. Amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The voice of the Holy Spirit will lead you into fruitfulness in every area of your life. See, even what you're thinking right now, I'd asked you, is, is, is that what the Holy Spirit's thinking? You know? He wants us led. He wants to lead us. Yeah? He wants us to hear us. You know, most of the problems that we have are because we're, we're just thinking about ourselves all the time. Sorry, that's the truth. We're thinking about how everything affects us. But if you listen to him, he'll get your, your mind right off the lies that you're believing about yourself and everybody else. And you might start to enjoy your life. I, I, really, I, I feel the provoking, the challenge of the Spirit. And the beauty of it is I know that there's a grace. You think you're retired? Excuse me? If you're still alive and believing, you know, I, I, and a believer, you've got something to do. You know, it, I, I, don't, I don't mind having white hair, you know. But what can happen is when you go to conferences and things, everyone prophesies over you that you're retiring. <laughs> I can see transition. <laughs> yeah, well, be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. My mind's being renewed and I'm not finished yet. <laughs> Why? Because all that's in me hasn't been poured out yet. But you know what? Because some people actually aren't ready to hear what's in me. You're getting little bits of it. But we're being prepared for a time such as this. 
Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know what? God's been really busy today. God's been really, really busy. He's been very busy making adjustments, bringing alignment, yeah, and preparing for the assignment, which is so much greater than what we can do without Him. Amen? In Him we live, in Him we move, in Him we have our being. Lord, open our eyes. Would you stand? Lord, open our eyes. Open our eyes. And as I just, as I'm reflecting there, the words are coming back to me. Abandoning the distractions. Abandoning the things that, man, they just lead to death. They don't lead to life. Amen. Holy Spirit, why don't you put your heart, hand on your heart? Hallelujah. And just look in. You know, you don't have to look out for him to come. He's come. He's there. He's with you now. You're born again, spirit-filled believer. He's right on the inside of you right now. He wants an awakening church. Awaken to Christ with you. The hope of glory. Awaken to him and stop regarding yourself according to the flesh. God is on the inside of you. The greater one is on the inside of you. And through him you can do all things. And whatever's been concerning you, God wants you to know he's bigger than that. He is bigger than that he is bigger than that he is bigger than that hallelujah bless the Lord bless the Lord can we just thank the Lord can we just hey thank you Jesus thank you Jesus thank you Jesus we can do it We can do that. We can do that. We can do that. We can do that. We can heal the sick. We can raise the dead. God and I, we're enough. We're enough. He's in you. You've given him hands to use. You're his temple. He just needs your hands to bring the earthly expression of what he carries in his heart in heaven so it can happen on earth. Praise God. Why don't you turn and give someone a huge big bless you and bless you and and tell them that was a good word. That's a good word. Let's do something with it. Let's do something with it. Amen. Let's turn to someone else, say, that's a good word. Let's do something with it. Amen. 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 Glory to God.
please come up if you'd like prayer. If you've never received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Saviour, if you have not received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, if you need healing for your body this morning, please come up and we will pray with you. Otherwise, be blessed. Amen. You're blessed coming in and you're blessed going out. In Jesus' name, amen.